Hello, hello. This is Ranked, a Hop LA podcast where we rank beers and you drink them. My name is Gary. This is Mac. What's up? We're going to run through a special ranking today. We're going to be doing the best hazy IPA breweries in LA County. This is actually, we had to pivot a little bit because we weren't going to do this today. We were going to rank the best beer spots in the west side. Right. And... We threw up our Hazy IPA guide on social. People were talking about it. Lots of opinions flying around. Uh, a lot of people agreeing. Um, you know, obviously I think that we know our stuff, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people with some differing opinions, which is fantastic. Um, so I think right now, we, at, this, at that point, we're just like, you know what? Let's you know pivot, do podcasts on Hazy IPA breweries. Let's talk about it. And let's get a little deeper into why we chose what we chose. Yeah, I completely agree. And before we get into the list, got to start out. What are we drinking? That's right. Uh, I am drinking Greenery from Casa Agria, 6.3%. These guys are up in Oxnard. Um, definitely killed the hazy IPA game along with their barrel-aged uh, sours, saisons, things like that. Um, love Casa. Always a stop on the way up to Ventura when we go visit our parents. And uh, this one's tasting really, really good. Awesome to see the Casa Agria can drop in LA. Actually, I've never seen that before. Maybe like one super limited. Um, but yeah, they got some cans in to a few bottle shops around here. Got to plug the bottle shop in Silmar. Of course. You know, amazing guys over there with some great beers. Uh, we also picked up the one I'm drinking, Roll With It from Arrow Lodge. Uh, this one just came out last week. Um, they canned this on August 8th. This is a double IPA, 8% ABV, and it's tasting delicious. Like this is when you and and when you look at it, this looks like the quintessential like hazy IPA that's like super juicy and soft mm-hmm. that you just want to drink. Yeah, and it's not like super dark murk. It's kind of like right in the middle it's of bright. like yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really it's yeah. really appealing. Yeah, it's nice. I like this a lot. Um, Arrow Lodge obviously kills it on the hazy ipas um amy the head brewer over there just does a fantastic job um really west coast and hazy and i, I just saw she wanted a, a medal at some competition for their berliner vice mm-hmm. so yeah just doing a great job out in covina uh love Aero Lodge. If you so guys, yeah, if you guys follow us you know we love Aero Lodge. Yeah. so no no surprise there more on Aero Lodge in just a little bit <laughs> uh we're gonna jump right into this week's list all right. So, uh, yeah, head, I mean, I guess we're going 10 to 1 here. Yeah, we'll go 10 to 1. <laughs> all right, and I'll let you kick it off. Sure, sure. Uh, all right, number 10. Uh, we're giving this one to LA Aleworks. Um, these guys pump out a bunch of volume, a lot of hazy IPAs coming out of LA Aleworks. Um, and each, each one of them is somewhat different. Like, they kind of always yeah. do a different take on the juicy, hazy IPA, different ingredients. So it's kind of nice to see them kind of playing into unique ingredients and doing things just a little bit differently as opposed to just like every single one tasting exactly the same. Um, so it's kind of nice to see LA Orcs kind of spreading the diversity in that in that realm. Agreed. Yeah, I don't. I think that they're the variance in, in how they approach uh, what they call their juicy IPAs um, isn't being done by any of the other breweries on this list. Yeah. Um, so I definitely appreciate that. 
They recently um, got their own canning line online, I think uh, a few weeks ago. So even though beforehand they were using uh, Boom Hut canning, the mobile canner, mm -hmm. um, and they were pump pumping out probably at least two can releases a month, um, that pace is, is starting to pick up say, even more. I feel like I've seen like at least three or four a month it's, or something. Yeah, they're really speeding up now, um, which is awesome because the beers are great. Yeah, and quick shout out to... Uh, the, one of my one of my favorite releases from them, Holiday and Troy, um, they're bre they're brewing that again. That one's uh, with Trademark Brewing. That's right. Um, so that one should be dropping. So the month, yeah, a month, yeah, yeah, a month yeah. or so. Um, so dig that one. That, sure. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorites from them. Um, but yeah, that's definitely got to check out LA Works. Really, really great brewery in Hawthorne. Um, those can releases drop out of their tap room, but you do also see them um, at select bottle shops around town. Yeah, I feel like they got some pretty good distro. I, I can I can typically grab. It's their been getting stuff better and better. Yeah. yeah. Um, for number nine, though, we're staying kind of in the South Bay, same same area. Um, what's number nine, Gary? What do we got? Number nine, State Brewing. Oh. They're in Gardena, just a short drive away from Hawthorne, short Uber away. Um, and these guys have been putting out um, really good hazy IPAs ever since they. Kind of um, transition to uh, a new head brewer in I think 2016. Um, Robert Sanchez, our buddy there, uh, took over brewing for a while and kind of introduced hazy IPAs into their portfolio. Um, he's since moved on to Zimix Brewing uh, just down the road from them. And Rob Scott is now the head brewer at State, and he has continued that that push for really really juicy delicious uh well executed hazy ipas uh, i mean they do all kinds of ipas all kinds of different beer mm -hmm. um but hazy ipas is one of them they do a really really great job and family julius family geminis they can them from time yeah. to time so that's a relatively new addition ones. as of i think as of this year only um they started canning they bring a mobile canner in from time to time and can up something delicious uh, it's usually tap room only um it's usually a very small batch so you have to go down there to get it mm -hmm. um, and you really don't see their beer all over the place like i mean i know it's out there and i, I definitely do see it um but it's kind of fewer and far between compared to some other breweries i feel like you have to go to the tap room if you want to get yourself some cans yeah and i feel like if you go to the tap room you'll um you'll get to try at least a couple different hazy IPAs from them. Yeah, too. Some like tap stuff exclusive yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they. Um, I feel like they always have a pretty full beer board. Um, yeah. Across the board from all different styles. So yeah. With that said, you're gonna see probably two or three more hazies or something on that list. And I think one of the I'm looking at the list here. I'd say out of all the breweries on this list, they tend to lean on the lactose side a little bit more than some of the others. Um, what you might kind of consider borderline milkshake IPA, like that Family Julius yeah. is like definitely a milkshake IPA. I mean, it's a 50-50 bar in a, in a can. Right, so it's kind of like on that border where like, is it a hazy, is it a milkshake? You know, there really are no like hard and fast rules. Um, what I do know is they're delicious and they're good and um, they should keep making more of them. So yeah, I think uh, State, just holding it down, number nine spot. Yeah, keep it up. Yeah. Let's move it on. Number eight. Yeah, zooming over to downtown. Boyle Heights specifically, so like he's part of downtown. We're looking at Indy Brewing. Um, our buddies over there at Indy, uh, led by James Mancuso in the brew house. Um, 
and yeah, I mean, they've been doing hazies for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And some of my, some of like the first hazies that I was drinking that I really started digging were from Indy. Yeah. You know, find that juicy double. Um, God, there's that, the, 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 the fuzz, uh, fuzzy recollection and worth, worth the, the squeeze. squeeze. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, a lot of solid hazy IPAs in their portfolio. Um, again, another brewery that does a bunch of different styles. And if you go to the tap room, you can find, um, you know, more than just one on tap for the hazy in the hazy IPA department. Um, and they're doing some great stuff over there at Indy. Um, yeah. Can't see anything more. Yeah. Agreed. Very good beer. Um, jumping over to number seven. Uh, we talked about them just a little bit ago in Covina. It's Aero Lodge Brewing. Um, yeah. I mean, we can't say enough good things about these guys. They actually took home uh, first place at our Hazy IPA Invitational Fest. So if that says anything. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> the people uh, agree. Yeah, and they killed it on that beer too. They absolutely did. Um, this is another. This this is another one that would hold its own in that competition as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Aero Lodge, super good, worth going out there. Cans, um, more and more frequent too. Like I'd say, we're seeing two can releases a month from them, and seeing wider distribution on those as well. I'm seeing a lot of brewery, a lot of bottle shops getting those in including my uh my hometown uh vendome studio city there you go they're getting more and more good beer and then aero lodge is is on that list so always good cool. when your local bottle shop is carrying aero lodge yeah absolutely so i'm waiting for mine to do that <laughs> um, all right next up on the list we're cruising down to san pedro uh, this is brewery west um, awesome space down there a lot of fantastic beer and they're hazies um, obviously just as good as everything else. Um, Brewery West kind of specializing in some different kind of grains uh, that they throw in, into their beers. Um, and they incorporate that into their hazies. So it tends to give a lot of different, a lot of different flavors than you would probably be used to in a hazy IPA. You see spelt used oh, yeah. in their malt bills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ryan, the head brewer over there does a great job. Uh, our boy Vito does a great job of photographing the beers and making them look super delicious. More bouquet. Um, and then also the the label designs on those cans. Yeah. Well, um, you can't you can't miss a Brewery West can in your bottle shop. Um, crazy label designs, all those individual stickers. Um, everything about Brewery West to me is really it really stands out from the beer all the way down to the tap room experience. Like if you guys haven't been down to their tap room, it's massive. It's awesome definitely check that out and yeah like something as simple as just the can design you know it's everything feels really intentional really well thought out Mm -hmm. and in the end the product is uh and the experience with brewery west is always top notch so um yeah i kind of wish we had them higher on the list um but we we do have some really good breweries we're about to get into um but it just reminds me that i need to get down to san pedro and and check out the tap room once again pretty soon agreed they have a really cool can coming out next week i think um that looks super super cool uh they previewed it on their instagram Ooh, i gotta check that it's out. like the best design i've seen so far really it's super wow cool. i don't know how you can top some of their other ones yeah this new one's really cool cool well number five man we're going kind of a eh, little ways out there aren't we probably an hour and a half drive I mean, yeah, I mean, in, in tra- you're guaranteed traffic, especially yeah. when you're coming out from where we're at in the valley. This is almost as far as you can traverse Los Angeles. Um, we're heading County. out over to Homage Brewing in Pomona. And Homage, they've been putting out hazy IPAs for a while now. Um, 
I mean, really like shortly after they opened in 2016. And they've all been really, really good. Um, I think solid is the word I would I would use to describe homage, um, where I think a lot of people think of them more for like the wild ales, um, the fruited sour, barrel-aged sour stuff, uh, which they kill it at. Like, mm -hmm. I think one of the best in the game. Um, I think the hazy IPAs have really been the draw that um, keeps people coming in consistently since they're easier to put out. Yeah. Well, I th and I think with homages, hazies, like they're like they're simple, you know, like simple and delicious. Like they, they're not over the top with crazy ingredients. Um, they're not dabbling with lactose or anything like that. It's just very almost like if you can call if you can brew a hazy IPA in a traditional way, I feel like that would, that they're doing it that way. Yeah, just, they, just they do. With, with, you know, using yeah, nothing, they, no, no crazy yeah, ingredients to, to, right. to make their beer. Every single one, way. it's just like, here's a different hop combo, here's a different hop combo. Yeah. It, they look pretty much the same most of the time, and the consistency of them, like, remains consistent. Consistency remains con consistent. Consistent. <laughs> um... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the taste changes based on the hot profile. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, Homage I, doing I a great that. job there, doing can releases out of their tap room. You're not going to find their beer really anywhere around L.A. On tap, it may be some of the most prestigious beer bars in L.A. County. Um, but, really, to get their beer, you're going to have to go out to Pomona. And those can releases tend to sell out within the day um, that they get released. So, but make the trip out. It's to worth Pomona. it. I've done it. Yeah, yeah I've sat it's in great. an hour in my car for a can release there, and it's totally well worth yeah, it. I'll spend some time in the tap room, try some different stuff. Yeah, make a little day of it. Hit up the rookery, get some food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> make, and you're going out to Pomona. You got to hit it all up. I guess so. Yeah, yeah make you know, stop it. by Sanctum, see how they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call. <laughs> Miss um, those guys. Yeah. So yeah, homage at number five really doing a good job oh and and just have to mention expect more homage in your future homage oh, is opening up right. their chinatown tasting room we don't have a date i do think that it will be in 2019 uh, i don't think anyone really knows for sure outside of those guys so there you go you don't then pretty soon you won't need a drive exactly an hour and a half depending on where you are and they're going to be like on the same block as highland park so Boom. two breweries yeah. that excel in a lot of different styles um, yeah, that's that's like hands down. That's gonna be the spot. I'm gonna be there all that the time. everyone says that you need to go to to check out breweries. So, um, yeah, homage, lots of it in our future. I'm super excited about it. Love it. All right, moving on to number four. What is it? Uh, number four, we're looking at Modern Times Dankness Dojo. Um, I mean, I I feel like anyone that's had Modern Times beers, especially like their you know their their location ex uh, exclusive uh, stuff. Um, in terms of hazies, modern times, they've got it dialed in. Yep. Right. I don't. I, no one. You can't argue me on that. No. They know what they're doing, um, and they're ones blasting with a bunch of different hop profiles too. So they're really showcasing a bunch of different hops. Um, you know, not overdoing it on the crazy ingredients either. I feel like they're, yeah, they're just killing it in that department. I feel like when you go to the Dingus Dojo, you can expect to find a handful of some hazy or unfiltered type beer mm -hmm. on tap and yeah. it's gonna be good every time i've gone there's been at least like three hazies on tap um a couple of which are usually brewed there at that location um now their head brewer at at the downtown location recently relocated mm. so i don't oh. know who's brewing beer there anymore 
Um, so that's kind of a question mark. Um, but you can only assume that they're fully trained on the modern times ethos and the brew system and everything that they need to know to continue um, that quality standard that has been set. So, um, yeah, I haven't been there in a while. So I think this just means that I got to make a trip down there and check it out. I think so. But, um, yeah, hazy IPAs. Um, well, I think they were one of the first. I mean, obviously, they've, they've got the production size, you know, down in San Diego, too. But one of the first to really start putting out regular hazies and cans. Yeah. Um, that you can find on a regular basis. So I think that kind of led to, you know, people being able to experience modern times a little bit more, especially in, in with that specific style. And then when the Dignes Dojo opened, it was just... You know, you knew they were going to be brewing that stuff down there. Yeah. I think what's cool is when they brew something there that's really good, um, it ends up getting sent down to San Diego and scaled up for wider production. So um, I know that there was a beer called Blanc 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 that I tried there at uh, downtown L.A. that was brewed there. And then it ended up getting scaled up and putting into production in cans. So um, I think that... It, the opportunity to go down there and try a hazy IPA from modern times that's a little bit experimental that has the chance to kind of be a bigger um, release for them is kind of a cool experience there's not a lot of opportunities to do that here in LA yeah so um, I think for that reason alone um, makes it worth going down there and solidifying them as uh, number four on our list all right moving on to number three though um Highly tatted brewery. This one made our top spot in downtown. Mm-hmm. What are we What are we talking about here? Yeah, so this is um, yeah, like probably a seven minute drive from modern times um, across downtown. This is Highland Park in Chinatown. Um, you can't argue with the quality of beer that Highland Park is putting out. You really can't. Nope. Um, and when you go to that tap room, which we were just there two days ago. Um, it was there's, popping too. Man. There's a number of beers to choose from, namely hazy IPAs. There's probably three or four that. Should I wait for that? <laughs> too late. I already waited. Oh, for a helicopter? Yeah. No, I was gonna say that. There's there's usually three or four hazy IPAs to choose from. Usually, there. but not on Saturday. There were not. There there wasn't. No, I think there was a there was a hazy IPA. There was a couple. And there was a hazy pale. I think those were the only two. Oh, okay. Yeah. So surprisingly, not as many as I as there typically is right but they brew them on a regular basis they typically can them on a regular basis i think wonder cloud was maybe the last one they put out uh, that was hazy um and when they do they're fantastic so yeah absolutely um and they're canning them you know cans are widely available at that highland park location so whereas in the past a year and a half two years ago you had to line up outside of the hermosillo at at noon on a friday to try and get a chance to uh get a couple four packs of their their latest and greatest hazy ipa nowadays they're releasing them still during the week um but they're typically available for minimum three or four days maximum like a week sometimes more um right out of their tap room so you don't have to rush down there anymore and they're also another brewery that has swapped out the mobile canning solution for their own canning line um and since they've done that i mean we're almost seeing a weekly release from them like it's we're almost on a weekly basis yeah they're doing another one this week they had one last week i think they had one the week before uh, if it wasn't the week before, it was the week before that. So 
two to three can releases a month out of Highland Park in Chinatown. Um, and I think at least one of them is going to be a hazy IPA. Yeah, it has, so, has to be. Yeah. So it's usually two beers at a time. And it's super cool to see. Uh, great beer. And, yeah, you can't complain. Highland Park's super good. And, well, I will say that I do wait when they release West Coast IPAs in cans. Right. They just kill the West Coast game, too. So right. Love Highland Park. Absolutely. All right. That brings us to number two. Yeah, number two. Um, Mumford. You know, I think anyone that's had a Mumford Hazy knows why they'd be number two. Yep. Um, the last one I had was, like, I think their, rec- their latest box logo, mm-hmm. um, which blew me away keeps getting better and better it keeps getting better and better right yeah um the problem with mum with for me with mumford is that i i can't get enough of them like i don't i gotta go down to the tap room in order to get them i can't i don't really find them up here where i'm at they're starting to come around the cans are starting to come around but yeah it's it's rare and it's it's still picking up steam um hopefully they get into a bigger space soon and they can start brewing at a greater capacity well, i think that's the plan right like to open up that tap room on third street open up the current space for more production and then we'll start seeing more mumford beers in my mouth (laughs) yeah super super good um again across a variety of styles but hazy ipas tend to be um one of those that they excel at and that they're known for and they've been doing them for a while too like that's they've been putting out hazies like just after monkish started the the trend in la Mumford was kind of like right on their heels. Yeah, I can't even start off. Start out with I think maybe like the unfiltered tag a little bit, and then you know they just went full fledged into it. Yeah, the IPA. But yeah, you're right. Like, and and I, if I remember correctly, I feel like it kind of took them a little bit to get dialed in, but nonetheless, they were dabbling in the style much, much before anyone else was. Yeah, well, in the in the early line. days, um, they kind of caught a little bit of hype online. And you, their early releases, there was like lines down the block for them, and they would sell out super fast. And right. then, then they, then they started having, um, I wouldn't say issues, but there, there may have been a couple releases that maybe weren't as to the level as some of the earlier ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if that's just like keyboard warriors with their own untapped reviews that are that are fueling that perception. Um, maybe it's not the actual beer itself, but for whatever reason, there was like a hype wave yeah. in the beginning well, that kind of died down, yeah. and now you can get down there and get cans a lot easier. Yeah, which is great for for the everyday, right? Like it's great for me. <clears throat> people that just can ditch out at any time and go to a can release, it's crazy. But you're absolutely right. I think the hype, you know, especially when you know a release isn't as isn't what people are expecting. Um, you know, they, they turn against them pretty hard because the hype was there so hard. Yeah. You know? And I think what it comes down to is when the hype gets high enough, these beers become currency. And when the beer becomes a certain level of currency, uh, you start seeing people come out in droves, snatch them up really quickly so that they can flip them and turn them for different things. So the fact that that isn't happening is great for me. Like, we're all about keeping it local, drinking the beer, you know, not paying your rent on them. So <laughs> to each know, their own, to right? each their own. But I mean, <laughs> I think it benefits the local scene a lot more. Um, if the beer stays here, um, everyone kind of probably has their own opinion on that. 
And I think that this this conversation leads us very nicely into well, yeah, with, our number one spot. With right? that said, what what hazy IPA has that secondary value on, on you know what is it? I mean, does anyone even need a monkish and yeah. they're. It's like printing money there. Um, did you see? So, all right. So, Monkish is our number one hazy IPA brewery, um, and there's no denying that there there really isn't. The hype is super real. It's been there since day one. Uh, I I stood in one uh, one can release line uh, really, for their, their second I, ever release. Yeah, what was that? Run the pigeon. Yeah, and it and was that, really good. And I, and I remember the line wasn't even all that bad back then. No, it wasn't bad yeah. at all. Once it got once it got really crazy, I said no more monkish lines for me. Right. Um, but but the the hype has stayed high. It hasn't died off. Um, and I think what's important for me is when hype gets to a certain level, um, the the standard and quality of the beer I, I, you scrutinize it more you know when you get that coveted can you're like all right this better be fucking good this better be the best beer i've ever had yeah um and when it comes to monkish i've never been disappointed i you know and i, I don't have much monkish so like you may have had a, a beer that you might have ha- not have had the best experience with but i think you know to their credit their beer is amazing and it's well worth the hype and you know, from release to release, things kind of ebb and flow, but yeah. it's some of the best hazy IPA beer being brewed in the country, right? Yeah, the nice thing about like that's not a lie. That's no. not the hype isn't inflated. No, I th- and I think anyone that would, I mean, well, not everyone, because I think there's a lot of people that are so anti-hype that it doesn't matter. They'll drink a monkish beer and, and say this is shit, right? Um, but I think at the end of the day, in the back of their head, they understand that there's no denying the fact that monkish has dialed it in so long ago mm-hmm. um, and they but they know they need to continue to deliver on that hype yeah and that's the thing so that's why you see a lot of awesome collaborations um, with other cool breweries and um, the nice thing now about monkish is that they're doing re-releases of older beers too so that's kind of when it's a little bit more accessible for you know people like you and me that maybe like driving through torrents like a day after they had a can release and there might be a few i think that's happened once <laughs> i think that's happened once maybe <laughs> right. maybe it lasts just to the end of the day but it doesn't sell out the re-releases don't sell out quite as quickly as they used to so a lot of a lot of yeah. these lot depends of people, on the day yeah. yeah depends on the day depends on the yeah but i think traders typically like to look for those brand new brand new beers that they can you know yeah stick on the market and label designs are really cool too um so i gotta give them that that's a they've kind of started this this whole thing in la and their labels have inspired a lot of other breweries their beer names have inspired a lot of other breweries hip-hop based uh yeah i mean they i think they're really they're very much considered a cool brewery yeah hip and cool yeah and uh, i agree and the beer itself is has inspired a lot of breweries too so um for that i'm grateful because they really set the standard in and, la and absolutely they've they put la on the map a little bit in terms of beer yep. um for better or for worse I, I think like that's that's a really good thing and they deliver on it so when people do come in and they're like all right gotta check out you know la breweries like gotta you know gotta tick off monkish like <laughs> it's gonna be a good experience no yeah. matter what and hopefully they're trying um some of the lagers that they occasionally put out and some of the saisons and and wild ales because they do a really great job there some belgians like really good stuff there and so the occasional stout too yeah that's true 
Um, and I actually, what I was, what I was going to say earlier was today they re- did a can release oh, without announcing it. Oh, it's a shh on the board, <laughs> <laughs> on the board. So when we're, when we're recording this, they actually released a, a beer just by putting it up on their board, no posts on social media and it had a shh label on it so that they didn't want you to to tweet it out or whatever put it on instagram so sounded good too under the radar so i kind of dig that idea like once in a while throw it down you know without announcing it that's cool and i think they had pretty high uh limits to go to yeah like up to eight four packs or something right because they they bank on these beers moving fast oh yeah absolutely and as they should they're ipas pick them up drink them fresh yeah so number one monkish no one's gonna debate that um, and before we, we do a yeah, recap, we, we have honorable mentions. Yeah, we have some, some really important honorable mentions because this conversation is nuanced. There is a lot of different factors going on from, you know, how far, what do you consider L.A. to, uh, you know, this brewery is putting out good beer, good hazies. Like, why aren't they on your list? Yeah. There's reasons for that. And let's go into some of those. All right. So I think the first one we want to touch on, and this kind of, at least when I, when I threw the post up on Instagram, uh, back on monday um beachwood popular cluster that like was a fantastic beer and then you look at the hazy ips that beachwood has put out in the past and you had to realize that they're fantastic and yeah. beachwood is a great brewery um there's no denying the fact that they would be good um, but you're just starting to see them brew more and more hazies and putting them out into the market um i haven't been down to the tap room in quite a while so i would be kind of curious to see like how much how, I mean if there's any taproom exclusive stuff that maybe I haven't had I'm sure there is um, which yeah like yeah but the stuff that they are canning and putting out there um, is fantastic and so I think as an honorable mention Beachwood if you see a hazy release from them pick that up you're gonna dig it yeah I think 28 Haze Later was kind of the most widely released uh, before Hopular Cluster um, I still haven't had Hopular Cluster so hopefully there's some, still some out there that I can grab um, but yeah, totally agree. Beachwood doing great stuff. And if they keep this up, they'll be on this list in no time. Absolutely. Right? I feel like th- they're one release away from getting up there, you know? Um, so next up on the list um, is a brewery that um, you may – is a smaller brewery. You may not know about them. Uh, they may not come, be the first brewery that comes to your mind when you think about Hazy IPAs. This is Claremont Craft Ales in Claremont. Um, they're – on the they've been around for a while they've been around for a long time yeah and they've recently i'd say i'd say recently they've been um putting out hazy ipas i guess less than a year or around a year um experimenting a little bit putting stuff out there starting to can them they're doing this series where they're putting out a hazy ipa like every couple months mm-hmm. um and so i've been paying attention to them i haven't had a ton of them um, the ones I have had have been fine. And then I, you and I went to an event at the fields and before we started on all the East coast stuff, I had a Claremont hazy and it was, you loved it. It was one of the best hazy IPAs I've had. It was, I was blown away. It was super good. Um, so the fact that they're putting out hazies, uh, on tap in cans on a relatively frequent basis and, the latest one that I had from them being so good, uh, I think it was called like 35 mile something. It was something like that. And it was so good. So that puts them on my radar. Uh, if they continue 
that quality, uh, that consistency. Which I think that they will. I, right? I hope so. I, I think they do a All really good job point with them. to that they will. Yeah. So, so in no time they could be uh, moving up this list a little bit, but they're at the very least an honorable mention. Um, and we wanted to give you something that might be a little under the radar, a little underhyped, and, and Claremont for us is that. Absolutely. Um, next one on our honorable mention list, a uh, brewery that we mentioned earlier in the podcast, um, Zimix. Well, I guess they used to, are they still called Zimix Craft Exploration Ales? They, I don't know. They changed that? I would just call them Zimix Brewing. Yeah, Zimix Brewing. That's probably the easiest way to do it. Um, yeah, our buddy Robert Sanchez, formerly head brewer over at State, started kind of that hazy program over there, uh, joined Zimix, and he is, as you can guess, putting out hazies over there. Mm-hmm. And Zimix is not on everybody's radar. It's probably not on most people's radar. Right. Uh, we did an events on tap show from there not too long ago featuring some of Robert's beer. Um, and it's really, really good. So uh, it's under the radar. And I think if you want to kind of impress somebody that's like, that may be like, if they call themselves a beer snob or something, take them to Zimix. Yeah. I think it'll be uh, pleasantly surprised at what they're offering over there. So totally. Um, and even more to come. So absolutely. Um, and then going on a little bit further outside of LA now, um, there's a couple kind of on the outskirts. So one is Sandbox Brewing in Montclair. Uh, we featured them on our show a few weeks back with a couple different hazy double IPAs. They're putting out hazy IPAs with incredible frequency. Yeah. Uh, almost every single week, our boy Ron does all the label design for them, and that guy's printing up labels for them all the time, like almost every day. I so feel I like. feel like it's like every week there's like a new release. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're it's very small brewery in Montclair. We still haven't been there yet, unfortunately. But the beers we've had from them have been really, really good. You're not going to see them around LA all too much, um, but just put them on your radar for when you're heading out um, out that way. Make a stop in Montclair, check them out. Uh, really good stuff from them. And then the other one is local craft beer. You probably are familiar with them. Their beer is uh, being sent out over here in cans in L.A. more and more and more. Um, I know they recently uh, went with a distributor, and so we're starting to see those beers out here very frequently. And they're good. I, I think that they vary from release release to release. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have had some that are that are very, very strong. Yep. And um, I appreciate what they're doing. Yeah, and they do everything from like your single IPA all the way up to your hazy triple IPA. Right. So they're they're covering a lot of ground, a lot of different I mean, they're putting a bunch of hops in their beers. Um, they're based yeah. in Tehachapi, is that yep, how yep, yeah. Yeah, uh, I guess if you go out there to their to their tap room. They have like twenty five beers on tap, and they're like they have like ten hazies and yeah. like ten West Coast. The, uh, yeah, the team over there is pretty busy. Yeah, so. <laughs> they have a small system, and they're just like pumping out small batch beer. Uh, but they're putting a lot of it in cans, and you are able to find that around LA, usually with some crazy label, some crazy theme. Um, and I actually have one in my fridge that's supposed to be really good that I picked up from the bottle shop. Uh, very good beer. I might have to crack that open after this. Yeah, put it on your Let's radar. So, yeah, last honorable mentions. Yeah, last honorable mentions. We're going to kind of group these two together. Just one's up. Well, we mentioned Casa Agria already. I'm drinking Casa Agria. So, um, killing in, killing the Hazy IPA game up in Oxnard. Um, and they're, they don't, the volume, volume-wise, it's not crazy. Um, I think that they, anytime you go to the tap room, you're going to find at least maybe two Hazy IPAs on tap. Right. Um, but they're always really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one that everyone was hitting us up about, and we know that they're great, that's Green Cheek. 
uh, Evan Price, come on, you know, he knows what the hell he's doing. Yeah. And uh, and in the hazy IPA department, Green Cheek is just killing it. And same thing from from the single hazies, all the way up to the triples. Um, the Green Cheek team, they just know what they're doing. The only shitty thing about Green Cheek is that their cans don't make it up here. Yes. God right. Damn it. Uh, if we were to if we were to expand this list out to include all of Southern California, I'd put them right. Under uh, Monkish, it'd be, yeah, it'd be they'd close. be number two, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, and, and that's not for the quality of their beer. Just Monkish has cemented themselves as like the premier hazy producer. Uh, but Green Cheek beer is so so good, so consistent, and they give you a lot of different looks on a hazy IPA too. Like some are gonna be like that thicker mouthfeel, like thicker body, creamier, mm-hmm. and then some are gonna be a little bit thinner on body, but way more hop forward and tropical. Um, so I really love the way that the, they put out a diverse yeah. look on a hazy. They're not just brewing a hazy just to brew a hazy. There's a lot of intention behind it and, um, and a lot of love. Yeah, got to love it. Green Cheek. Yep. So let's wrap it up. All right, yeah? so we go down the list real yeah, let's quick. Re- let's recap the list. Yeah. All right, so we'll go 10 to 1. Uh, we started the list off at number 10 with LA Aleworks. You want to go back and forth? Yeah. You want to say the whole thing? <laughs> Yeah, Hawthorne, California, LA Aleworks. Number nine, State Brewing in Gardena. All right, number eight was Indie Brewing in Boyle Heights. Number seven, Aero Lodge in Covina, our Hazy IPA Invitational winner. Yep, Brewery West took number six. They're down in San Pedro. Awesome tap room, unique ingredients. Check them out. Homage Brewing at number five in Pomona, soon to be Chinatown. Hopefully. <sighs> Hopefully soon. Yep. Uh, number four is Modern Times, Stankness Dojo. Number three, Highland Park Brewing in Chinatown. Yeah. Number two, Mumford. And then number Whoa. one, you know it, everyone's favorite, Monkish Brewing in Torrance. So that's the list. Ranked Hazy IPAs. Boom. Um, yeah, let us know if you guys disagree or agree. I don't know how you're going to do that, but let us know. Yeah. Tweet us, Instagram <laughs> us. Well, shoot us, uh, tag us on your photos when you're drinking a hazy. Let us know what you're drinking. If there's anybody that we left off this list that you think is a is blasphemy, is just the the most glaring omission from this list, let us know. We really want to know. We are open minded. We are open to figuring this out, and we want to try more hazy IPAs. We like them. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we're all in this together. At the end of the day. All right, so stay tuned. More podcasts coming at you over the next few weeks. We're ranking them. You're drinking them. Peace out.